Hi, my name is Rob Matter. I'm here with Bill Rector of O'Melveny & Myers, who oversees the firm's administrative and back office outsourcing relationship and is in charge of their business continuity planning. Bill, welcome to today's Matter & Coffee Break. Thanks, Rob. It should be an uh, uh, interesting conversation today. It should be. And, you know, uh, to be honest with you, um, based upon other discussions, um, you know, between our presidential candidates, we really don't have too high a bar that we have to surpass. So it should, <laughs> should work out pretty well. But before we get started, I just want to go through some simple housekeeping rules. Everyone's muted. Unmute yourself to speak. Make sure to introduce yourself when you do unmute yourself. Feel, please feel free to submit questions through chat if you prefer, and we will work them into the conversation as best as we can. And if you're not speaking, please mute yourself. We have, you know, I, I think in excess of 80 people signed up for today's call. And um, just so want to try to keep background no, noise to a minimum. So just some background on Matter and O'Melveny. Uh, we worked with O'Melveny back in 2017, 2018 on their outsourcing contract. And we looked at the services being outsourced, the structure of their contract, and user satisfaction. We then assisted them in running the RFP process. And ultimately, the firm decided to renew with their current provider. And uh, we renegotiated the renewal with um, a different pr uh, pricing administrative structure, which uh, brought them savings. We also um, got them much more competitive terms. And then we turned around and did it with your MFDs. That's how we have worked with Bill in the past. And uh, we thought we'd take advantage of his expertise in the whole outsourcing of the administrative functions and uh, outsourcing overall and uh, hit him with a couple questions. So, Bill, if you're ready, I'll, I'll get started. Please. Okay. So, to get caught up, how are things going with your outsourcing situation today? Well, um, it's great to spend time with you, Rob, and, and uh, our colleagues virtually. Um, I, I think O'Melveny was uh, uh, in a good place when we had to go to uh, all remote and the fact that we have a long-standing relationship with Williams Lee uh, allowed us to be even more uh, nimble uh, in that respect. As I'm sure with most other law firms, we've been operating with only essential staff in the office, and that applies to each of our U.S. offices. Since we have uh, a presence in Asia, this actually, uh, the COVID situation gave us a preview of some of the issues and the challenges that we would uh, deal with in, in uh, the US. And we had the benefit of working with our uh, office leadership uh, uh, throughout Asia since they were having to deal with COVID uh, much earlier than we did. As Rob mentioned, uh, I manage and direct the firm's business continuity plan. So while no one can prepare for a uh, pandemic, we think we uh, have been well positioned to uh, be flexible and respond to this. Uh, we still have a uh, uh, rather rigorous uh, protocols in place uh, whenever anyone needs to enter the office for a client reason, and I suspect that will continue. Um, but from an outsourcing point of view, our relationship with Williams Lee, which has been longstanding, uh, allowed us to to flex and contract uh, as needed. And I think Williams Lee, the staff that we have in each of our US offices, although it's a, a very 
uh, core group that we have in each office have, has really been instrumental in maintaining boots on the ground for, for our U.S. offices. And we continue to work with uh, uh, Williams Lee on a, a variety of uh, areas and service lines and have been quite pleased with that. And I think that, you know, un unfortunately, COVID highlighted the need to be flexible and nimble. And uh, we have uh, tried to respond to that, as, as I'm sure most of our colleagues on the phone have, have had to do as well. Okay. In, in light of the current COVID situation, what percentage of the labor force for Williamsley have you contracted? Uh, I would say we've reduced it by over uh, two-thirds. Two-thirds, um, okay. That's by design. Uh, obviously, we have to comply with uh, local and state uh, health guidelines. And because we have uh, are operating in so many different jurisdictions, each state and the District of Columbia have been dealing with these issues in a different time continuum. So what may work in DC or New York, uh, it's a different situation uh, for our California offices. But um, we have an account manager and several others that are supporting each office uh, from Williams Lee, and then we have uh, just a few other staff in the office uh, as needed. Uh, but uh, again, uh, Williams Lee understands the importance of, of, of that flexibility. And a case in point uh, from a business continuity point of view is that uh, we recognized early on that there could be the potential for a, a positive COVID test among the text editors or, or document processors that, that service O'Melveny. So uh, we adopted a work from home arrangement uh, for them uh, so that it obviously decreased uh, the potential for group exposure and uh, while still maintaining 24 seven support for our global, uh, all of our global offices. Okay, just so people know the structure of your contract. You have people on your sites and, you know, providing back office, you know, reprographics, et cetera. And sure. then you have a um, population in um, Wheeling, West Virginia, your text editing, Correct. okay, document processing um, that provides the 24 seven coverage for the firm. That's correct, Rob, both from a text editing point of view and from uh, typical office services or facilities related roles, our partnership with Williams Lee has, has afforded us the, the opportunity to maintain a presence uh, and operation in each of our U.S. offices and gave us uh, the flexibility to still manage the business uh, from a document processing or text editing point of view. Well, let's, see, let's just focus on the text editing, the, 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 I'll say it's the, the remote uh, workforce there servicing your firm internationally. Any, any bumps in the road? And you mentioned that you set them up to work from home. So they're not actually working at the Williams Lee location in, in Wheeling. They're working from their homes around the Wheeling area. If you could expand That's on correct. that, that'd be great. Sure. We, we had a number of conversations with uh, the Williams Lee leadership, uh, account leadership, uh, about the, the need and Williams Lee's concern about concentrating too many staff, obviously, in an office. And, uh, you know, Williams Lee is the largest employer in Wheeling. 
And that necessitated uh, us taking a hard look at how uh, those folks were going to manage the workload from home. What, uh, we wanted to make sure that they had the necessary tools, uh, everything from you know, reliable internet access to equipment and printers and scanners. So we worked closely with the Williams League leadership team. And, and in a relatively short amount of time, we were able to uh, develop uh, this game plan. And it's worked out relatively uh, without any problems. I would say it's almost been seamless uh, okay. through the good work of uh, Williams Lee and, and our IT group uh, to making, sh making sure that we had that continuity of work uh, out of Wheeling. And probably a lot, of, a lot of that success is chalked up to the contract that was negotiated for these services. Sure. And, you know, in my, in my experience, uh, nearly all office administrators have to be uh, uh, generalists. Uh, while we have our particular areas of expertise, it's important to bring in uh, a Mattern or other consultants that have a, a deep understanding of the law firm industry and, quite frankly, uh, can, can share with us best practices and just because you've been working with an outsourcing company for a number of years, doesn't mean that you can't uh, uh, develop new uh, best practices going forward. And I, and you know, this is unsolicited, but you know, Rob and his team conducted in-depth reviews uh, from everything from workflow and made a number of recommendations. And we had formed a very small committee at O'Melveny to review them. And it was really across the board. For instance, we completely reimagined uh, how we were going to manage uh, the fleet of copiers uh, throughout the U.S. And uh, had it not been for uh, Rob and his team, eh, we probably wouldn't have considered that as an option. Uh, we simply weren't aware of some of the other players uh, that were uh, focused on that particular service line. So you know, it, it reaped significant savings for the firm. And when you're, when you're talking about a, a three or five or, or longer year contract, the savings add up quickly. So I think that uh, everyone should, should carefully consider that. Um, when you have such a close collaboration with an outsourcing company, you always want to make sure that there is a true up, as it were, uh, when the uh, contract is up for negotiation. And uh, it, it's, it's terrific to have the leverage of an outside consultant simply because uh, it brings a, a layer of objectivity uh, to it. And uh, they're familiar with how, uh, whether it's Williams Lee or their competitors, uh, have had to deal with certain issues, whether it's the length of contract, whether it's an escalator clause each year, a number of variables, and I think if you have that uh, independent source, uh, it can only benefit the law firm. Okay. Uh, Bill, that's very, very nice of you. Um, I will send you another Mattern coffee mug for that. Uh, <laughs> that was, uh, believe me, that was not rehearsed, guys. Um, also, I just want to give a shout out. Uh, the, the MFDs that we did do was with the company LDI, and I, I, I know there's some people from Schulte and other clients on here that uh, we have placed them with, and um, they did an excellent job and delivered some excellent savings 
overall. Um, yeah, they, they really did. And, and on the uh, LDI front, we really didn't have ex any exposure to companies that were managing fleets of copiers. Uh, so, so, but for Rob and his team, we quickly became aware of, of LDI and some of their competitors. But in our view, LDI was uh, most impressive. And uh, we've been, they've exceeded our expectations. Uh, uh, great, we were, great here. Yeah, we were able to reduce the number of uh, uh, units in the fleet and uh, at substantially lower uh, click charges. So uh, it, it was a win for a moment. Okay, well, again, thank you for those kind words, and uh, I'm sure LDI would love to hear that. Okay, let's get our crystal ball out. In regards to the current impact of COVID, where firms are at now, where firms will be, and where you think they will be, what's in store for O'Melveny and the whole outsourcing spectrum, or, or you know, even broadening up to the whole legal industry? Where, where do you think it's going to go? I think that uh, COVID has created opportunities for, for businesses uh, and in particular law firms. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, I used the, the, the term nimble before and uh, businesses and law firms now have to, have to be flexible and nimble. Uh, that's the name of the game. We've proven that we can work remotely. My guess is that, uh, and this will vary by uh, geography, but my guess is that we're probably six months to a year from uh, being in a situation where most law firms will be conducting business as usual. And by that, I mean having everyone in the office. Uh, I think it will be a staged approach and with, with uh, a, a gradual reopening. And it's gonna be driven by uh, obviously the, the local uh, health department and, and jurisdictions. Um, but I, I think you know, it will be driven by the vaccine, uh, the efficacy of the vaccine, and the fact that there will probably be a number of uh, folks that are, are very ambivalent about coming back into a law firm. Uh, and in Washington, we have uh, approximately 200 employees. So um, we have to be concerned about density uh, and, uh, and manage that. We, we may have to develop teams A, B, and C. It all depends on the comfort level people have about returning to the office. Yeah, let me ask you a question. You're saying you think six months to a year before things return to normal. I think, do you really ever think that they are going to return to normal? Don't you think that uh, this work at home for the legal environment has worked? You know, you read what, how law firms are doing from a billable hours viewpoint, revenue viewpoint. Do you really think that they're going to return to pre-COVID normal? Uh, I don't know about pre-COVID normal. I think it will be a new normal. Uh, and, and that really uh, runs the gamut from uh, uh, law firm real estate issues to uh, how you manage your partnership with an outsourcing uh, group uh, to uh, how many will actually need to be in the office. I think that we've proven that uh, Zoom and, and teams uh, and so forth, that is a uh, more than adequate replacement. And I think it's gonna impact the travel industry for quite some time. And I think that clients uh, are also recalibrating and realizing that you know, uh, 
they may be able to uh, uh, have their lawyers conduct a deposition via Zoom or an oral argument via Zoom. So I think it's, it's going to change the dynamic of how law is practiced and in particular, uh, how many actually work in an office because you know our, our primary goal is the health and safety of our employees. That's paramount. And then that drives everything that we do. So once we have a comfort level that we can gradually reopen, then we will. But uh, as of right now, we have no time to. I think I mentioned to you prior when we were prepping for the call uh, about how some firms are back from an administrative staff viewpoint and how we're, we're going on site in a very, very limited fashion. I think it's a lot depends upon the firm. You know, we have some clients, cool, we for one can't wait to get everyone back. Other firms can't wait uh, that we're working with are, are striving for that. So I, I think it's very, very firm dependent on this timetable. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I, I'm based, uh, uh, our office is near the White House in DC. And, you know, the, the level of business activity is maybe 20% of what it was pre-COVID. Uh, the, the, the only benefit of uh, uh, this situation is that my commute has been delightful, but uh, that's, that's the only positive. And I think that uh, firms by nature are, are conservative. They don't want to uh, create any undue risk uh, for partners and employees. And uh, so I think it'll be a staged approach. And uh, that's why I think it's going to be a longer term. Uh, it's not uh, as simple as flipping a switch, um, because I think that, that a number of folks are going to respond and say, well, I'm more comfortable working from home. And I just think that uh, we have to take advantage of that opportunity and see how that plays out uh, in the, uh, the financial management of a law firm. Yeah. I think just, you know, just saying, uh, going down the road, looking, looking ahead six months, two years, whatever, on the whole outsourcing situation, is, is there any plans to outsource any more back office or administrative functions? Well, uh, Melvinie always uh, looks at those possibilities. Um, uh, we're not at the point where we're ready to do that. Uh, but it, it, certainly gives us gives everyone a different perspective on exactly what can be done as far as other service lines uh, by outsourcing them and I know a number uh, of other peer firms have uh, have done that with accounting and marketing and business development you know I should mention that uh, on the marketing on the marketing side we actually have a uh, uh, we have not outsourced marketing, but we have a, an excellent resource uh, in Wheeling that is very talented with everything from PowerPoints to Excel, and they've been instrumental in helping us with virtual pitches because the whole uh, dynamic of client pitches has obviously changed. We no longer are able to uh, you know, shake hands and, and meet someone in the same room, so that creates the importance of whatever your print material may be. And so we've, we've actually uh, focused on that. And Williams Lee has been uh, very helpful in that regard. Okay. I want to work on a question here. Um, came in through chat. Um, what do you think is the number one criteria for success in an outsourcing relationship? Two things. I, I think that you have to gain a comfort level 
with the outsourcing partner. And you need to, you need to go into this clear-eyed. Uh, the folks that uh, are on the marketing and business development side uh, of an outsourcing company, they are very polished. And uh, Williams Lee and, and most of their competitors uh, deliver very similar line of services. Um, so you just need to develop that comfort level with what could become an integral uh, member of your administrative support team. And the, I think the second uh, and equally important is the account director and individual account managers uh, that the outsourcing company uh, uh, bring in to the account. Um, I've, I've been doing this long enough to know uh, with, with uh, some of Williams Lee's competitors that the account manager in a particular office can, can uh, create the dynamic and the success on the ground. Uh, likewise, the account director that services O'Melveny, we speak uh, several times each day. And uh, if you're not, if you don't have a comfort level with that individual and are confident that, that they're acting in your best interest and are client service focused, then that can uh, be problematic quickly. So um, I urge uh, caution and, and due diligence uh, when you're entering into a new uh, outsourcing arrangement and, you know, um, Make sure that, it, particularly if you're new to outsourcing, make sure you do your homework, uh, check references, and if, if, uh, uh, if possible, uh, hire a consultant because uh, they bring so much value to the, uh, to the equation. Office administrators are, are typically uh, have 15 things to do and have to uh, triage in a typical day. Um, having someone like uh, Rob and his team uh, gives you a level of comfort uh, so that you don't have to become an expert in outsourcing overnight. Uh, that's what you hire them to do. Okay, a follow-up question, and I'm going to paraphrase it because in a, a couple of different parts. Okay, how do you get rid of an outsourcing provider once they are so ingrained in your operation? That's a, that's a great question. I think you have to be very uh, direct and set expectations. And that's why I think it's critical to uh, conduct your due diligence on the front end. Um, that avoids uh, potential problems. And that can include anything from the length of the master services agreement uh, and, and so forth. Uh, I tell you, I'm just going to tack on to that, um, Bill. Um, yes, they, it is difficult when they are so ingrained in your operation to make a switch. Okay. That's, and I agree with Bill, upfront, do your due diligence and, and make sure you, you get in place a contract that is going to give you the tools to improve the situation when it's not working the way you want to. Because right. once you get, once you get signed this contract and once you, you know, you get in bed with these people, for three or five years or even longer, it, it is difficult to make a switch. So I always say, let's do it right up front and make sure that the things are in place, the tools are in place to make sure it works and to address issues. Because there, there are going to be issues. People yeah. think that the outsource and they're, you know, they're done with it. Um, 
and it is different than in-house issues when you're managing yourself, but you still have issues and you still, and you have to manage it differently. But firms that, you know, aren't happy or go into it and then, geez, they're not doing exactly what I want them to do. I, I tell you, that's why you need detailed performance standards, the expectations set out and something like that. Yeah, I, I've had to uh, experience that at my prior firm where we basically <clears throat> decided to make a change. And um, if you <clears throat> develop the relationship and have, and have confidence in this new outsourcing partner, um, they should make this relatively seamless for you if you're at the point where you need to make a change. Um, uh, but uh, I urge you, as, I've, uh, as I stated before, you must conduct due diligence and it, you can't uh, rush this process uh, this is probably a months long process of whether or not you're going to outsource or whether or not you're going to change your outsourcing partner. Um, you should assume at least three to six months uh, uh, to make your way through this. Oh, absolutely. At least. Okay. Another question with regards to duplicating and print, if you are not able to use your local office, what alternatives did Williams Lee propose? Do they have an off-site location? Great question. Um, yeah, uh, the answer is yes. And we've actually gone through that from a business continu continuity point of view. For instance, if the Washington DC office had to close because of a uh, COVID exposure, um, the account would be serviced by Williams Lee in New York or, or LA. Um, likewise, uh, O'Melveny has developed a business continuity plan where, whereby if we need to, uh, we have uh, a fleet of high-speed scanners available that could be sent to an individual's home. And for instance, uh, we could provide some service, uh, we would scan mail, uh, but we would, we're confident that we would be able to operate, we would just change the location of the operation for you know, probably a 14-day period. Okay, um, and I tell you, I'll just tack on that. We're working with a number of firms who are developing a, uh, a work from home in a box type model where certain high volume users, either you know, print or scan, uh, will be outfitted with um, a, you know, firm provided MFPs, um, even at, to go as far as still uh, trying to capture uh, clicks and scans for uh, recovery purposes. Yes. So there are alternatives out there to outfit the users at home, again, get them serviced, get them supplied, and um, firm still wants to take advantage of the uh, cost recovery revenue. Sure, so. and, and along those lines, Rob, digital mail has become huge, uh, critical, uh, and, and Williams Lee and a num number of their competitors are now offering very robust digital mail solutions so that, you know, uh, you, don't have to, you don't have to worry about really delivering mail anymore. Uh, it can be scanned and, and it's all electronic. Yeah, a solution long overdue. Um, okay, we are, we got about one minute left. Bill, any closing comments or any, you know, closing thoughts you want to share with everyone? Well, I, I you know, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk and, and to see you again, Rob. And, and even though I can't see the uh, colleagues uh, that, that have called in, um, you know, please, please reach out if you have any, uh, any questions, uh, I'm pretty active on, on LinkedIn. And, um, you know, as I mentioned, 
go into any outsourcing arrangement if you're new to it with eyes wide open. Uh, and um, I think that uh, given the current environment, it will give law firms uh, a lot more flexibility that you may not be aware of. Okay, great closing words. So, Phil, again, deeply appreciate your time. Um, I'm sure our paths will cross again. Sure. And uh, again, stay healthy, and I hope your Redskins come back just like I hope my Eagles come back. Thanks a lot. Take care, Rob. Take care. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you.